Hi, I'm Cameron. And I'm Emily. I've never read Twilight before. And I've read the books too many times to count, but now we're reading them together. Welcome to Unbitten, a journey through the Twilight series. In this episode, we'll be covering chapters 11 and 12 of Twilight. Hello! So, we're jumping into this with some exciting drama and camp life. (laughs) Yeah, so I was about to, you know, get on the call just now, and um, my closet door fell off again. (laughs) Like, this is not, this is not like a one-time thing. This has been happening for like years, literally years. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've I've never been so confused in my life when I just receive a message. Oh my god, I'm sorry, my door fell off my closet again. I'm like, what's <laughs> going on? So and many in the questions. Picture... <laughs> so many questions. Um, yeah. So I have like a sliding closet door. There are two doors, and one of them always falls off. Just all the time, and I got, I get so mad at it, because, like, I get, like, easily irritated with annoying little things, and this pissed me off, and I got really mad at it this time, and, like, just removed the whole thing from my closet. I just took it off, and I'm gonna take the other door off later, and I'm gonna hang a curtain instead, because I'm so mad at it. <laughs> my dad keeps telling me he's gonna fix it, or he's like, we shouldn't, you know, remove them, We're gonna, we'll, we can fix them, and he hasn't fixed them for literally years so i'm taking matters into my own hands and just buying a curtain i'm sick of it that's such dad energy like no 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 we can fix this years later (laughs) oh still gonna fix that nope i'm just gonna buy like a suspension rod like you could have on your like showers yeah and a cute little curtain and uh call it a day because i'm i'm so done it's annoying because i like the doors too they're pretty but I I can't handle it anymore. (laughs) All right. But let's actually get into these chapters. Chapters 11 and 12. Yes. Uh, Chapter 11, complications. I was somewhat right when I was talking about how I wanted there to be drama within Edward's family. I didn't, like, get as much of them as I wanted to, but we actually did see them somewhat. So I'm excited for that (laughs) happening. I think that the chapter title itself is a little misleading because, like, it sounds like it's some big drama, but it's it really doesn't turn into anything. Yeah, it's literally nothing. I mean, we'll get there when we get there, but, like, ugh. <laughs> so it starts off with a movie day, which, oh my god, god-tier class. Like, I always remember in elementary school when they would roll out the big, you know, yeah, the, big the big TV and VCR. TV. It was and they'd always on the rack. Yeah. Yes, and they'd always show like Liberty Kids when I was in school, which was so good. What is that? You don't know what Liberty Kids? Oh, right, because you're Canadian. <gasps> oh my God. Okay, listen. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's this TV show, this kids TV show that teaches you like Revolutionary Era American history. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it was like these, these like three teenagers or you know kids. I think it was three of them. I don't know. I don't remember the details, but basically it slapped. (laughs) Okay. And it, like, went through everything, and it was, like, a good way to teach children about history while still making it, like, a fun, like, kids... It was clearly a kids' show, but it was also educational. Um, And because I'm a nerd, I really, really liked it. I hope it holds up. If it doesn't hold up, let me know. 
um, I'll denounce my love for it, but <laughs> I think it's good. See, for me, my memories of the TV being rolled in was consistently, without a doubt, Bill Nye the Science Guy. <gasps> okay. Like, that's yes. it. <laughs> we even watched Bill Nye the Science Guy in my grade 11, like, senior level <laughs> physics class. <laughs> He's everywhere, and he's wonderful. So like, good. as he it, should be, you know? We watched it so many times in physics class, it was actually a little concerning. <laughs> but here's I, my other thing. So, since you had your American show, I'm going to plug my shitty Canadian one that we had. <laughs> um, so, it was Telefrance. Uh, no way. Francais, if you get the hint, is French. Yes. <laughs> so, we all are obligated to learn French in school, because Canada dual languages. And Telefrance is a French show that teaches kids French, and the main character slash host is a talking pineapple. No way. It's a puppet pineapple. You need to, like, you need to, like, <laughs> drop acid and watch this show again or something. <laughs> I do. I need to do something with psychedelics and telefrance because all I know is there's a pineapple and there's French and it's a lot. <laughs> we watch it in, like, grade nine French class a lot. <laughs> That is so wild. I don't think I remember a lot of stuff that had, you know, puppet fruits. <laughs> it was pretty very unique. much a kid's show, but like I said, we were learning French, so for us it was at the perfect level of French. Great. Happy for you. <laughs> uh, so they're watching a movie, except it doesn't actually ever say what the movie is that they're watching. Uh, I, bet it's, I bet it's Bill Nye. Well, I would think that, except that in later on, they mentioned that they're watching the movie over the course of, like, two classes. That's true. So it's two hours long, whatever it is. Uh, so in my head, since it's biology, um, I'm now officially head canoning that it's Gattaca, which is a movie about, like, genetics and stuff that my biology teacher was obsessed with. And oh we God. watched it in biology <laughs> in high school. So uh, look up Gattaca. Uh, I am... I have no idea what that is, but I'm so fine with that yeah. being what it is. It's a 1997 film. It's about genetics. Uh, it's about, like, it's like a sci-fi. So in my Whoa. mind, that's what they're watching. That's kind of cool. Because I was wondering, like, what two and a half, like, because if the class period's an hour, whatever, we've yep. sort of established that. We mm -hmm. think that's what it is. Um, if they're an hour, they watch it over, like, two classes plus 15 minutes. Because she mentions that, like, there's the third class and there's 15 minutes left yep. in the movie. Uh -huh. Um, so, like, I was just wondering, like, what kind of two-and-a-half-hour movie is appropriate for high school biology? But, like, maybe that one. Who knows? <laughs> it's 100% Gattaca. My biology teacher was obsessed with it. He showed it in all of his biology classes. So, <laughs> that's what it is. Great. Love it. <laughs> uh, the best part about this is, of course, not the movie. It's the fact that the lights turn out. And immediately, okay. sexual tension. I don't have a problem with the lights turning out, because there is no way Mr. Banner turned off all the lights. They never turned off all the lights in my high school. They always, like, kept on, like, one light in the back, because they did not try trust high school students to, like, not screw around in the dark, <laughs> like, doing, like, you know, whatever hanky, weird things they were under doing. the table. <laughs> Maybe, like, not that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just imagining what teachers could possibly be worried about, because in my school, we always turned out all the lights for a movie. That is so wild. There was, like, this weird rule where the teacher, like, every single one of my teachers was extremely uncomfortable with all the lights being off. 
Like, they'd turn all of them off, and I, like, distinctly remember them being like, whoa, all the lights are off, better, like, fine, which one works best for you guys to have on? Like, and I was just like, what's happening? For sure, where it'd be like, oh, like, let's just turn on the backlights, but, like, that was usually in rooms that had no windows at all, so it'd mm-hmm. be, like, pitch black, so it's like, if anybody needed to go to the bathroom or something, like, I couldn't fucking see, but yeah, maybe rooms, I don't know. Maybe that was it. I don't know. I don't remember if they had enough windows to like it be, to make it be okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna accept this as just canon. I, you know, it's you gotta turn off some lights. So yes. at least the room in this case, the room is black and sexual mm-hmm. tension, hormonal teenager. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> it's very funny that it's like both of them are like clearly aware of the other yeah. like hyper intense of like we're sitting next to each other and the lights are off oh god and she like looks over at him and he's doing the exact same thing she's doing crossing uh, their arms together like clenching their fists like do not touch no touching allowed this is so mormon to me because i i feel like i've definitely like maybe sat in like a dark room next to someone i liked like, I'm thinking if I'm, like, on a date, like, watching a movie, and it's, like, a, like a first date or something, or a second date, and, like, you know, it's still awkward, but I am not, like, <laughs> clenching my fists and, like, terrified of Yeah, looking, like, like, oh my god, the lights have officially gone off and the movie has started. Uh, don't touch! <laughs> Engage defensive maneuvers! <laughs> uh, and again, like, the, the whole, like, flexing for an hour thing that we talked about... <laughs> Just like, You're I can't right. Do this that. is a very Mormon take on sexual tension. The idea that, like, no, you have to physically restrain yourself because the temptation might be too much. Exactly. Like, sure, I could be like thinking about, hmm. man, I want to hold their hand or like, dance this would be so cool, like blah, blah blah. But and maybe this is just like I haven't, <laughs> I haven't like been obsessed with anyone. But like, I have <laughs> never have been like agonizing and like trying just not to like reach over and touch yeah. someone's face like no <laughs> no yeah I, it's bizarre to me I, <laughs> I get the sexual tension like I had boyfriends in high school but like usually in school you're like can't wait to get out of class so that we can make out a little bit before the next class but like in class it's not usually like how do I resist touching them? Oh my god, the lights are off. What do I do? It's like, nah, fam, I'm in school. Wow. I didn't really ever date anyone who went to my high school, so I do not. And also, like, it wasn't, like, a big thing to have couples making out in, like, the hallways or anywhere, yeah. like, during the class days. So, like, I do not know that at all. <laughs> I'm like, what? People, yeah. like, wait to get out of class so they can kiss for, like, three minutes before the next class? You don't yeah, need to be know, horny at noon. <laughs> your boyfriend comes to, like, walk you to, like, your next class or something, uh, or, like, you meet up because your classes are, like, maybe, like, around the corner from each other. You kiss a little, and then you're like, okay, like, see you after whatever class, science class. Just, like, some quick French kissing in the hall. Yeah. Ew, so gross to me. Get you a know room. what's funny is in middle school, um, our lockers outside my class were like organized by alphabetical, and it was like two people right beside me were like in a relationship that was pretty much just them making out all the time. Oh my god! And my locker was right next to them, and half the time I'd walk up to go to my locker, and they're just making out in front of their <laughs> lockers because their lockers were right next to each other because we were all right. in alphabetical order next to each other, and I'm just like. 
can I just get my binder? Let me oh live. Oh my god, this that's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and you're like they're just like having this moment and making out, and there's just like you with like yeah, hugging your books like um excuse me, <laughs> can I get a can I locker? Can I please I get... get my geography book? <laughs> no, listen, I need to get my flute for band practice. <gasps> I'm please, dead. <laughs> band practice. <sighs> yeah, I was a band kid. I was not. I was a choir kid, which is, you know, just as bad. So. Just as bad. <laughs> uh, so it's great when the movie ends and Edward just laughs and goes, well, that was interesting. <laughs> and, and she just goes, um, because um, she has no idea how to respond because she did not watch it. <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah. So then he walks her to gym so I'm just going to read from the book. It says, I think I know what you're about to read. <laughs> His face startled me. His expression was torn, almost pained, and so fiercely beautiful that the ache to touch him flared as strong as before. And then he raised his hand, hesitant, conflict raging in his eyes, and then swiftly brushed, brushed the length of my cheekbone with his fingertips. And then he turned without a word and strode quickly away from her. <laughs> yep. Which, oh, I, I, what? <laughs> This okay. is not how you say goodbye to someone. Okay, so here's what I wrote for this note, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But to me, this reads very much like they're trying to play into like the classic novels, for example, like Pride and Prejudice style, where you know he's wrestling with himself because he feels like he might be inappropriate, and finally he does just reach out for that briefest like glance of a touch before you know walking away because like this is the most you can show of sexual tension in like, <laughs> a, a you know Jane Austen style novel <laughs> yeah no that's that's so fair that's totally true um and you know we don't know how old Edward is maybe maybe that's he's still stuck in that that's how you show knows? affection <laughs> yeah maybe he is Darcy hmm <laughs> mm, interesting interesting um but yeah, so then my, my only other thing about that was that it does seem like they're getting a bit way too attached to each other, and this continues. Like, they do not spend any time apart when they can help it during yeah. the school day. But, like, well, that's... I don't know how much we really the... need to talk about it, because they... This has, like, been established, and it just continues to be established. Like, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, and they're obsessed with each other. Moving on, like... <laughs> yeah, even in, like, the part that you read, like, there's, there's one line that you didn't read, but... It just kind of stuck out to me. Now, as I read it again, Bella says, my goodbye stuck in my throat. And I'm like, you're just going to class for an hour. <laughs> exactly. It's you're not, not leaving each other world. for, like, going off to war. Right. And his face being pained, like, I get that it's partly because he, like, doesn't know how to approach her and how to say, like, how to, like, yeah. if he can touch her or not. But it also is totally, like, he is pained because he needs to be away from her for, uh an hour <laughs> yeah like I, so, I definitely think a big part of it on his side is like he knows that his skin is like icy cold and he's not sure if it like would freak her out or be comfortable for him to touch her at all mm-hmm. um so there's definitely a lot of that that he's wrestling with but then she's just like i can't do this he's leaving what do i do mm-hmm. for the next hour stuck in gym class while my edward is somewhere else on campus at the same high school we go to yep so far away um <laughs> So yeah, so then she goes to gym, and we finally get to play badminton <laughs> after two classes of explaining the rules. <laughs> and she notes that holding the racket is like having a weapon in her hand. <laughs> Which is so Which is, funny. I know. 
Uh, it's like, I do, I do relate to this stuff. Like, I am not, like, Bella is comedically bad at sports. I am just like, eh. But, like, I totally get being like, I have no idea how to use this tool that they've given me. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what this is, and I feel like I could hurt someone. (laughs) Yeah, like, when they hand me a baseball bat or, like, a hockey stick, and I'm just like, this is a weapon. (laughs) Yeah. What do you want me to do with this? I'm going to hurt people. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, So what's great is, you know, good old Mike is now, even though, you know, we thought things were going well with Jessica, he's all upset about, you know... Bella and Cullen apparently being together. He says, you and Cullen, huh? <laughs> and it's just like, where, can you drop it? I'm so over it. I'm so over it. You have a girl. Leave it alone. Okay, but great real on the nose dialogue here. Like, Bella being afraid, like, oh, well, you know, it's not like anyone's going to bite me. And we get another great. <laughs> he looks at you like, like you're something to eat. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Which is not wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then, so after Jim, she goes out and Edward's there, because of course he is, and they go and walk over um, towards the car, and they see um, Rosalie, and all these boys are surrounding (laughs) her and her red convertible with unmistakable lust in their eyes. And this is where I'm coming to my next theory. You know how I was like, do all of them have their thing? I feel like Rosalie has, like, a particular power of alluring people. Like, mm. making them lust for her. And she's, like, mm-hmm. able to, like, you know, I don't know, like, like turn on some sort of, like, power that, like, everyone just, like, snaps to her and is just, like, obsessed with her. Or she's just gorgeous. I mean, it could be both, but I feel like it's, like supernatural in some way that's yeah my, like the way that the way that they look or act has influence over the fact of like this is what their certain power is or something Cause, yeah like bella right away describes her as like supermodel levels of hot so like mm-hmm. it would make sense if you're following like you know typical like superhero mutant power tropes where it's like oh well the person who's super hot has the power to make people just like <laughs> lust over exactly her, of course <laughs> yeah makes one and one is two so she has a bmw and of bella's course. like okay cool like whatever <laughs> i, don't I know love anything about cars. oh my god it's so funny to me because yes i have some like friends and also like just people i know who just like talk about cars and i just don't it goes over my head automatically Same. like i do know what a bmw is like obviously yeah. like i'm not as you oblivious. You live under a rock, but... Yeah, but I'm still, like, eh, okay, cool. Like, I'm just interested if it's shiny. <laughs> like, make it pretty, and that's fine. I do not care about, like, brands. Yep. So Edward asks Bella, how's your head? And she immediately realizes he was listening in on the gym oh, class, yeah. reading minds, and she gets pissed. And Rightfully. Like, oh, well, you, kept, you kept mentioning how I've never seen you in gym, so I got really curious, so I wanted to... I wanted to, you know, quote unquote, watch. And he's, and she's mad at him. And he's like, are you still angry at me? And she's like, yes, yes, I am. Because (laughs) you're totally invading privacy. Like, that's the thing. He has control over who he listens in on. So he could choose not to invade her privacy. But he's like, well, you know, I'm bored. So I'm just going to listen and and see what goes on in, in Bella's gym class. And probably whatever else I feel like. And this also sucks because 
clearly she hates Jim. She's really embarrassed at her lack of, like, athletic skill. And so, like, I can totally see, like, if my crush, like, looked in on me doing something that I'm not good at and was, like, yeah. kind of embarrassing. That in and of itself, just having them, like, see me do something is bad. But then also hearing all the thoughts of everyone and all of these things. Ugh, it's God. so <laughs> intrusive. Like, that's, like, you know, her most embarrassing moment of the day is, like, oh, gym class, like, where I have to fumble around and look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And then Edward's like, ha, I watched. It was great. And he's, like, but, laughing at her. And she's like, this is something I'm actually insecure about. Stop. But here's what's worse. Uh, he says, will you forgive me if I apologize? Which, you know, say, you know, apologize. That's good. But she says, if you mean it, and promise not to do it again. And he diverts that and goes like, how about I just mean it and I let you drive on Saturday? Mm-hmm. He refuses to, like, let her set those boundaries. She's like, can you not listen in on me like that again? Especially, like, I assume, especially during gym. And he's like, I can't make that promise. Sorry. He's like, no, heart. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's very much no, happy face, heart. <laughs> and then I am right. I'm a genius <laughs> because... <laughs> We talk about why um, he doesn't want Bella to see him uh, hunting. Mm -hmm. And it's because they give themselves over to their senses, especially their sense of smell. So, like, they do go more feral. But also he mentions that you shouldn't be anywhere near because when I lose control, like, the implication is that he could bite her, you know? Yeah. It's like... um... Like a shark feeding frenzy, you know, like smell blood mm-hmm. in the water, and then it's just attack mode constantly. And like whoever so, is nearby is gonna get, yep, got. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so they get back home, and Edward promises that it's gonna be his turn to ask the questions. Yeah, she's just been asking about him and vampires and hunting and blah blah blah. We know. yep. Um, yeah. Cute moment where Charlie's worried about her, like if she gets a date to the dance or not (laughs) like is that why you're not going and it's like she says she sympathizes with him because it must be a hard thing to be a father living in fear that your daughter would meet a boy she liked but also having to worry if she didn't meet a boy that she liked (laughs) (laughs) like I want you to be happy but I also don't want you to find a boy you like Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) it's it is definitely like that father protection your little girl type of thing but i mean it's also like controlling but it is like it's cute but it's also like oh she's 17 (laughs) so yeah i don't think he really gives off at least yeah no i don't think any vibes that he's like oh i hope you don't find someone yeah like cox shotgun like around here i'm gonna scare off (laughs) right he does not seem the type although he is a cop so who knows who knows who knows a cop gotta always remember that all cops are bastards, mm-hmm. even when they're good dads. Yeah, so this is the, the next day that this conversation happens, and it's the next morning, and Edward comes to pick her up again, and, um, oh yeah, I have a I have a small complaint that um, okay. she wears the same, or not the same, but she wears jeans every single day. <laughs> I get that she can't wear shorts, but there are other options. I don't know what there, like, was in 2005, but, like, you know those big flowy pants? She could wear those. She could also wear corduroys. Is this because she's straight? Um, so here's what I remember of 
fashion in 2005, keeping in mind I was 11. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, 12, I guess. Whatever. Um, It was pretty much those flare-bottom jeans, as I mentioned before. No skinny jeans yet. And I did wear corduroys in the winter. But that was it for my my winter pants. It was corduroys and jeans. I wear a lot of jeans, but I'm like, come on, Bella, if you hate these. She's, like, talking about, like, inescapable jeans. I'm like, girl, get some get some new pants. I know it's forks, but, like. I don't know. Wear some yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but she does wear a turtleneck, so she's got that going for her. <laughs> uh, really great what's-your-favorite-color uh, conversation here uh, where she just says, yeah, my favorite color is brown today. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, sure. She misses Uh, brown because everything that's supposed to be brown is covered with squashy green stuff here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's called like grass. Yeah, which sounds which sounds gorgeous to me. So like me too. I don't know, but it's kind of cute because um, he considers for a moment and stares into her eyes, and then he goes, "You're right. Brown is warm." And I'm hmm. like, her eyes are brown. Like, that's so cute. <laughs> it, that is cute. I do, I do like that. <laughs> so, yeah, and then he's asking other questions, and it's hilarious that he has the same CD as the random one that Phil had given her. <laughs> I know! <laughs> like, out of the apparently 30 CDs that he has in, like, a like CD holder there, one of them is this random, like, metal band. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's yeah, and she she goes, Debussy to this <laughs> Which me too, I'm like, uh what? his range. <laughs> um yeah, this these chapters I'm gonna say, I really felt like they were very filler y. I really felt like they could have been condensed into a chapter. Absolutely. Um, I but was I, reading them I, and I didn't make I didn't take many notes because I felt like nothing was really happening that was super plot relevant i was just like it's just a lot of asking questions yeah i mean to be fair we're also coming off of like three or four really really like dense chapters that were just like vampire lore and like all of this like and like her almost getting attacked and like all of these very dramatic things and also like jacob's story and like piecing this all together so it does after coming off of that uh this seems just so light which is actually kind of nice (laughs) but it's also like let's move on you know I think it's a consequence of the fact that we're doing this two chapters at a time. So, like, where if you're having this sandwich between, like, you know, kind of the more meatier chapters, it's like, oh, this is nice. Like, we just get to see them being coupley and cute. That's fun. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I, you know, that's what I want when I'm kind of reading about relationships. But it's like, well, if we're only reading these two chapters and there's not much happening, <laughs> it's like, come on, man. <laughs> like, let's go. And it's again that, um, like we were talking about in a different episode, that fanficy like mundane task to mundane task to yeah. next like class or whatever with like, but they do have that little coupley kind of stuff in between. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I swear like the last like probably including these two like the last four chapters or so we've just been getting every day of the week. Like I think we've done yep. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, and then Friday <laughs> in this finals chapter. Yeah, final I think chapter. so. And I'm like. Can we not? <laughs> we can we can skip days that don't matter that much. Like, it yeah. is chill. It's okay. 
Because, like, um, the biology tension thing, that could have been all wrapped up into a single thematic chapter of, like, there's sexual tension, he drives me home, there's more sexual tension, mm-hmm. and you don't need to play it out over multiple days in the book. Like, you can yeah. just make it a whole theme for, like, a single day or a single chapter where you go through multiple days in one and not just, like, here's ten pages about Tuesday, here's another ten <laughs> pages about Wednesday. It's, like, great, great, love it, needed this. This book um, needs editing. Yes. Oh my god. Where is her editor? Where is where is her editor? Um so then the other the only other one I really want to know is the favorite gemstone thing. Yeah. <laughs> because this is again so fan fiction, so romantic, where he asks her what her favorite gemstone is and she immediately blurts out Topaz because it is the color of his eyes that day. And she says, "She says, I suppose if you asked me in two weeks, I'd say onyx. Which I was like, all right, that's fine. That's cute. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> like, fine. You're fucking cute. I, I was get like, it. <laughs> whatever. It's fine. Yeah. So the rest of the day kind of passes. Mike doesn't here's talk to thing. her in gym. No, but here's, I just want to briefly mention, like, we get back to freaking biology again just have the same we already had this scene we don't need to see it played out again in the book it's literally the same scene the teacher turns the lights off they slide further away from each other they cross their arms they don't look at each other and then finally the hour is up and then things go back to normal and i'm like we already had the scene we don't need yeah you could either you can even if you wanted to like have it happen again you could say like the same sort of thing happened like you don't need to do the exact Ugh, it's so annoying. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, then Edward is still, like, bombarding her with questions all day. And I think this is super cute because it's, like, I think this is... No, it's very early relationship feels. Yes. it's And it's not anything too serious because we just had, as I was saying, this super heavy set of questions and answers um, that were necessary, obviously, for the plot and for, like, moving things along. But But it is nice to have it all be lighthearted like what was your childhood like and like that sort of like more just wanting to get to know the other person type thing yeah and one thing that I really liked was he is asking her about her home in Phoenix which is really great get to know you questions like it's like what was you know your life like there I want to I want to know what you're like as a person you know what did you like about it and she has a really great description of uh, living in Phoenix. Like, she likes mm-hmm. the bitter, slightly resinous, but still pleasant, the high, keening sound of the cicadas in July, the feathery barrenness of the trees, the very size of the sky, extending white-blue from horizon to horizon, barely interrupted by the low mountains covered with purple volcanic rock. Like, yeah. it's really descriptive, and she's really passionate about you know, her home in Phoenix, and it's nice to see her get really passionate about something she likes. Yes, because she's been so negative, like, this whole Mm -hmm. time, and so it is nice that she can just talk about something she loves, and this is a very good part, like, a very good bit of imagery by Stephanie Myers, and it clearly shows how much Bella loves her old home. I think people are gonna get mad if I don't correct you now, but it's Stephanie Meyer. (laughs) Meyer? Is Stephanie saying Myers? Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I didn't care, but I'm like, no, if people are listening and, like... Potato, potatoes, <laughs> whatever. Sure. <laughs> uh, Stephanie Meyer. Apologies, everyone. <laughs> but, yeah, you can tell Bella's really, like, passionate about, like, you know, where she used to live, because it even ends the paragraph with, 
how she found herself using her hands as she described everything. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, and so they talk for so long that they don't even realize that it has gotten, she doesn't even realize that it's gotten dark-ish. Oh, and then, oh boy, I put in my notes, air horns, title drop. <laughs> <laughs> because he, she asks what, what time it is, or how late it is, and he goes, it's twilight. <laughs> Which, and I'm like, like burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> we already had them talk about it being Twilight in another chapter, but it was just like in description, like Bella mm-hmm. noticed that it was Twilight out or something. But now we have Edward saying it, and it's like, oh, you did it! it you is. did it! We've done it. <laughs> uh, it's a and bit then, heavy-handed, but yeah. And then he talks that he says that it is the easiest time, but also the saddest in a way. The end of another day, the return of the night. Darkness is so predictable, don't you think? Have I is this quoted because I feel like I've heard this? Uh I don't know. Like it doesn't I feel like maybe darkness is so predictable. That's that's the part before. that I feel like I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I got mad at this because I really think it sounds like an amateur writing writer trying to sound poetic. But it doesn't mean anything. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. What does it mean when you say it's the easiest time? Like, what, is, what does that mean? Or, like, darkness is so predictable. Like, okay, it's not that deep, Edward. Like, <laughs> stop being fake deep. <laughs> okay, Ruby Carr. <laughs> sure, yeah. And I just, it just bothered me. Because I'm like, this sounds like a handful of cliches that you stuck together and have no real meaning about anything. Like, I don't know what yeah. you mean about it being the safest time of day for you. Like, mm-hmm. isn't... Isn't all types of day, like, safe as long as it's not sunny? Yeah. And he's like, the end of another day, the return of night. And I'm like, yeah, time passes. Good job, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I just really think this whole, like, section is, like, stupid. (laughs) And Bella has to say something equally poetic. I like the night. Without the dark, we'd never see the stars. (laughs) Okay. God. Shut up. Anyway, so, and then literally, like, half a page later, we get the chapter title drop as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, Edward's like, ugh, another complication, and she's confused. And then uh, there's a new car that pulls up that isn't Charlie's car. And... It's Jacob! And Billiam! <laughs> Billiam! <laughs> <laughs> so they're both there. And clearly, like, they can see, I don't know exactly how the cars are facing, but they can both see into the other cars. And, or Bella can't necessarily see, but I think Edward definitely can. Um, And Jacob and Billy can see into their cars, so. (laughs) It's like a weird standoff (laughs) for, like, a hot second. And also, like, Charlie's coming up the street, too. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything is happening all at once. (laughs) These are serious complications. But. So here's why I said the chapter title was stupid, because it's literally like half a page before the end of this chapter that right. the complications arrive, but like <laughs> it's not even complicated at this moment. Like Edward just leaves. Nothing yeah, happens. The, the biggest problem would like possibly be like traffic, because there's too many cars <laughs> in a small driveway. Like, because yeah, like, there are trucks uh, also sorry, parked there. Uh, I'm going to need you to pull out so I can reverse out. Do you mind <laughs> just moving your car for me? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's just a way more dramatic title than what it like led on to be because yes. it's just a brief like one-off standoff at the very end <laughs> of the chapter that, oh, Jacob and Billy arrive and also Charlie's coming and Edward needs to leave. 
Yep. And then and he does without any problem. Yes, because, you know, he can parallel park perfectly and also drive anywhere perfectly. Whatever. <laughs> Vampire powers, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, but and what then... we do get here is Billy stared at her with intense eyes and... Uh, she's wondering if he recognized Edward and does he really believe in those legends that Jacob was like, no, it's just silly stories. And it totally seems like he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's kind of spooky. But that's the end of that chapter. So chapter 12 comes and again, this feels almost entirely like filler. <sighs> like... It's annoying because you get to just before it's going to get good, and then the chapter ends, and so, like, these whole chapters were just like, ugh, nothing happened. Because the complication isn't even a complication anymore. Like, the main fear that she has in the rest of this is just, um, she's worried that Billy will tell Charlie that she got dropped off by someone. Like, that's it. Uh, yeah. I, that's just stupid. (laughs) Sorry, I just, I think this is so overdramatic. It is. Uh, it's annoying. <laughs> so they, yeah, they have this dinner. I'm not really, it's kind of boring. The only thing I found interesting was that, you know, Jacob didn't recognize the driver. And then she tells him that it's Edward Cullen. And he's like, oh, that's why my dad didn't like him. Yeah. <laughs> um. But he also says that, Charlie chewed him out last time when he shit on the Cullens, so this is a sort of reunion get-together. And also, he's still, like, like saying that Billy is superstitious, and so I'm really confused about him. He's a werewolf, right? Like, it's the way he, he's so, like... Is he, though? I don't know. I feel like he's not. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. I thought he was a werewolf. Uh, I'm so confused. Um, I, I know he. I know he, he must be later, right? But I don't know if he is now because he's so like, he's so clearly like easygoing and like doesn't have any problem with it. Either he's an incredibly good liar, or he's like, not yet. Like, do they have to be a certain age before they start? being i don't whatever i'm confused <laughs> i know that there are werewolves somewhere i'm not crazy about that right there are werewolves in this i feel like i'm like gaslighting no there definitely are <laughs> no there are definitely werewolves in the story i'm not gonna let you go on believing that there suddenly aren't but here's the issue that i have with this is that like it's not like you know billy is like jacob's like great grandfather who like is telling some old story or whatever it's his dad and they're both natives and natives like you know it's a whole part of like indigenous culture is like you know passing down these oral legends and like their oral tradition and it seems extremely like weird to me that he's like they're just stupid stories yeah and I'm that like, is that's so culturally insensitive like mm-hmm. he's literally supposed to be native american he's like nah they're just superstitious old stories they're stupid yeah Ugh. even after he like said before that they were like important legends yeah. The fact that he then, like, turns around on it and is like, no, it's dumb. Like, I feel like someone who was brought up in that culture would not say that. I mean, you always have to say that maybe he's a teenager and yeah. maybe he's having a rebellious phase. But sure. it's still... Uh... I just feel like with how much, you know, 
you know, the whole history of fucking genocide in North America mm-hmm. um, of, like, Native people, it's weird that he would be like, no, those stories aren't important. When, like, I think they're very important. Yeah, and you'd know. think, and his parents definitely would have, like, taught him this. Yeah. So, it's yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't definitely... like his attitude about it. It seems yeah. very, dis- like, it seems, um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for just wrong i don't like it (laughs) yeah and it's it's annoying too because uh, as you said like stephanie is mormon and so she knows about like the sacredness of religion and those stories so it is like even though like obviously it's not the same because completely different like scopes and everything but like that is like she should know like there are sacred stories in her religion and there are sacred stories in this other culture, shouldn't she know... Ugh, you'd think she'd know better. That, like, stuff that is said to be sacred should be sacred and taken that way. It seems like a very ignorant uh, way of writing this that is really hypocritical, because I'm sure she would not do this with um, anything sacred in her religion. Yeah, like, biblical stories. Like, it's yeah. like, those are just stupid stories. It's like, they're meant there to teach you something. They're meant to be a warning, or... Uh, a moral so yeah it's it's very weird that she treats it like this in her writing mm-hmm. bad bad vibes yep <sighs> so moving on from steph's um blatant just you know racism i'm gonna say here um mm-hmm. uh there's one line that i thought was again with the stupid silver volvo is Jacob says, nice ride. His voice is admiring. I noticed that, and I'm too. Like, isn't it just a fucking four-door, like, you know, basic car? Yeah. <laughs> Why I, is he admiring it? He's a car guy. He knows cars really well. He builds them, I'm them wondering, together. I'm wondering if we don't know cars. Is there something secretly amazing about Volvos? I don't know. Are we missing something? We need to have a car expert on here. Yeah. Anybody listening, are you a car expert? Can we have you as a guest on the podcast? Please DM me on Twitter. (laughs) I would like to know. I Um, would like to know. I would like to see it. Um, But yeah. And so it's also funny because, I mean, clearly Bella's distracted by, you know, she doesn't want Billy to tell Charlie about Edward, but she's also like low key backtracking so hard on like the flirting with jacob thing yeah <laughs> like, he's like are you, you guys coming this back far to the... ahead he's like are you coming back to the beach and she was like uh not sure <laughs> you dug you dug yourself in this grave and now you have to dig yourself out <laughs> so uh billy and jacob leave and everything's chill like Literally no confrontation happens at yeah. all. This Everything whole buildup of like complications. Billy's here. He believes in the legends, and literally nothing <laughs> happens. <laughs> yeah, they literally like watch a basketball game or something. <laughs> There's um, something that people talk about in writing, which is the uh, terrible beware of falling rocks. Where in writing, someone warns that something bad is going to happen. Like there's a sign, beware of falling rocks, and it sets up all this tension. Mm-hmm. And then you never follow through with it. It's bad writing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 And this no is rocks exactly ever fall. what happens. Exactly. No rocks fall. What was the point of even having that sign out there if you didn't even make it happen? Yeah. I mean, I think, like, at most it just sets up, like, the continual dislike of these two groups of people. 
Um, but you'd think something much more complicated would have showed up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so then so... the next day. Yep. Edward picks her up again and continues asking her questions. It's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. Is when does when did Rebecca Black's song Friday come out? I'm gonna look it up. Uh, I think I it's a little say, bit too early. Yeah, I think it was like 2009. I want to guess. If you're right, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> 2011. Okay, way later. Oh damn, way later. Oh, All right, shit. whatever. I, I thought that came out, like, way closer to the beginning of high school for me, but that was the <laughs> end of high school. Wow. Yeah, I was old. in uh, middle school. <laughs> Love that for you. I was a child. So, Edward asks her if she's ever dated anyone, and uh, she says no, and, you know, he's like, so you never met anyone that you wanted? Mm-hmm. And she's like, not in Phoenix. <laughs> and then he's just, his lips <laughs> pressed together into a hard line. He's like... God damn it. Like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we are so far in. <laughs> this is your fault too, Edward. Mm, yep. Um, yeah, he's totally kicking himself, but also, like, kind of happy about it. It's funny. <laughs> um, um, this is so random, but uh, they are just walking to the cafeteria. Um, they're eating lunch, I guess. I don't know. It just says we were in the cafeteria at this point. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but then this line is so funny because it just says Edward goes I should have let you drive today he announced a propos of nothing and I just <laughs> thought that this sounds exactly like the meme no one not a single person <laughs> literally no one Edward I should have let you drive yourself <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the way it's worded like why why is it just yeah, he apropos of, nothing. Apropos like, of nothing I don't know how to pronounce that word clearly I'm I pretty sure it's apropos <laughs> Probably. Um, I'm I have a habit of reading things and never hearing them said out loud, so I yeah. have no idea how to pronounce yeah. words. I am very sure it's not apropos. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. It's definitely apropos. Okay. <laughs> um I wasn't gonna call you out and then you mentioned it, so I did no, I do have I to have call to. you out. <laughs> uh, so everyone's gonna come for me that I don't know how to say words. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, you're the math gay, we've established this. Yeah. Um, so then he says he's leaving with Alice after lunch, and she is bewildered and disappointed that he said this, because they're getting too attached to each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Way Um, too attached. And they're going hunting, because if he's going to be alone with her the next day, he doesn't want, like, to let anything happen. Which is, you know what? Very responsible of him. It is. Good call, Eddie. Good call. Yeah, and he's taken high school a million times, it seems, so... I don't think he yeah, needs to worry about skipping a couple out. classes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the end of um, whatever that biology movie is. What would what you call it? Gattaca. Gattaca, yeah. He's not going to miss out on the last 15 minutes of Gattaca. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I haven't seen the last 15 minutes of Gattaca because we only dedicated two classes to it. And oh my god. We never so finished never... it. That's so sad. <laughs> I just realized that now. I'm like, I actually don't know how that movie ends. Gattaca watch party sometime <laughs> soon. Yeah, we'll announce it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he says that he's going hunting with Alice, and Bella just casually, oh, so what are you hunting tonight? <laughs> like, they're talking about just like an everyday conversation. Yeah. Um, but they're not going far. And she wonders why Alice. So 
Alice is apparently the most supportive, while the others are apparently incredulous for the <laughs> most part. Yep. And she just assumes that they don't like her. Um, and then he's like, that's not it. Although, you know, it maybe partly is it, but it <laughs> seems like mostly that they don't get why he can't just leave her alone. (laughs) (laughs) And he says that she's just fascinating, um, and she never does what he expects. And I think this is partly because he's so used to reading everyone's mind and knowing their next move. Mm -hmm. So she's unpredictable, and that is fascinating to him. Um, We talked last time about, like, the fascination of new things, um, and it seems like this sort of thing is similar. And it's interesting because he acknowledges that too like he says that part's easy enough to explain because Mm -hmm. you know obviously he can usually read minds but he can't read hers but he tries to say there's more it's not so easy to put into words but then they get interrupted by (laughs) rosalie (laughs) having no chill (laughs) no chill whatsoever just like the biggest like ret like uh, i don't even know what like cut eye like Mm -hmm. ever and Bella's just like, I can't look away. Oh, God, what's happening? Because <laughs> it's but... like, she's clearly doing some sort of, like, vampire magic. But she's also, like, gorgeous. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it's like, I would also not be able to look away from, like, someone, even if they were glaring at me and they were just, like, gorgeous, I would just be like, oh. <laughs> like, hello. And you know Edward heard whatever Rosalie was thinking because he breaks off mid-sentence and just makes, like, an angry... Under his breath. (laughs) Oh, Bella says it was almost a hiss. So what is (laughs) like? What? He's a furry. He's 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 role playing warrior cats. Leave him alone. (laughs) Oh, okay, valid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yes. So I'm wondering if maybe they have some sort of telepathy between them as well, because she turns her head after he does that. So. Maybe, like, he told her to fuck off or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be great. Yeah. Um, and then he explains it as, she's just worried. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if that look is, is worry. Hey, people express their worries and fears in different ways. She just does it by, you know, staring her down. <laughs> yeah. But he points out that it's dangerous for more than just him if, you know, they spend so much time together publicly and then that was like if what and he's like if this ends badly <laughs> you know like if yeah even if with all his precautions you know, he murders her yeah like if i just kill you and she's yeah. like oh <laughs> weird <laughs> she's like she realizes uh-huh, you're so sexy <laughs> uh-huh, don't no kill me. don't so kill sexy. me <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it's she notices and she realizes that it should frighten her and she's like waiting she's like am i gonna be afraid but she's more concerned that he is sad about the fact that he could kill her more than her being killed (laughs) which god bella come on you're so goth bella i know like (laughs) hardcore to be fair but also geez and he's like basically saying like it's not just him that would be like in trouble because everyone like you know it would affect his whole family like if something mm-hmm. goes down because you know they're his family you know yep. shit's weird yeah uh, so like maybe they would have all to... have to like pack up and disappear 
Which, you know, always, like, they only got there two years ago, so what happened that made them have to move there two years ago? Yeah, it all Hmm. starts to put them under real intense scrutiny, right? Yeah. So I'm curious. I hope we eventually get to figure out that, you know, in the future. Um, So then Alice comes over, and I have a crush on Alice. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because they describe her short inky hair in a halo of sparky of spiky disarray around her exquisite elfin face and i'm just like oh this is my dream so perfect <laughs> and she's like willowy and graceful and i'm just like mm, yes um i really like lord of the rings and i have always had a crush on legolas so this is oh why. yeah same mm, yeah that's it's bisexual culture yeah as soon as you say like elf it's just like i'm in i'm Let's in go. elves elves you said elves okay did someone perfect. say elves did someone say orlando bloom as an elf all right we got this um <laughs> she is introduced to bella very quickly um and she says it's nice to finally meet her but she like she is definitely being polite and friendly, so that's good. Mm. But like, you don't really exactly know exactly know what's what going thinking. on beside her, behind her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is again where I'm like, I bet they can. He- I mean, he can hear her thoughts, but I'm wondering if they have some sort of telepathic thing because he flashes a dark look at her when she says it's <laughs> nice to meet you or to finally meet you. But again, that's well, also just because she's like to finally meet you because we've heard yeah. so much about you from your from my brother. <laughs> like, yeah, like he doesn't shut up about you all night. <laughs> like you know he can't sleep, right? And all he does is talk about Bella <laughs> as we're playing pool in the basement at three a.m. Because <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm imagining they do. I mean, obviously there's some mysterious thing that they do because you won't talk about it. But I'm just like I'm totally imagining that like they have a pool like uh, table. And like what like the pinball machines and stuff, and they're <laughs> they just, just have, like, like a basement arcade. Yeah, and they're just like getting drunk and uh, playing <laughs> pinball all night. That's, we still that's haven't established if, if vampires can get drunk, but I think we're yes. accepting this because mm-hmm. fan fiction law dictates <laughs> it's too that they funny must. To not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, even like whatever's going on, like Edward can absolutely read. Alice's mind the whole mm-hmm. time so whatever she was thinking Edward's not impressed for <laughs> sure and then so she says she'll meet him at the car or no he says he'll meet her at the car yeah and so she's like fine whatever <laughs> and she just goes off um and then Bella's like should I say have fun <laughs> <laughs> which is such a mood like that's hilarious it's like when you don't really know like because she doesn't she's never experienced this sort of thing before and I can totally yeah. like in like obviously not that situation but just being like uh have yeah. fun like, yeah, like this when you're not new... sure if it's a good thing. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is this is a hobby I've never heard of. Is this is this fun? Is this a, <laughs> this is a chore? I'm not I'm not sure. Like, do I say good luck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, ah, eh, have fun works as well as anything. <laughs> yeah. So she goes to gym and, mm-hmm. a, oh God. So she tells Mike that she's canceled her trip, uh, and he immediately accuses her of going to the dance with Cullen. Because now, if they don't like each other, they call each other by last name. I know, because he calls him Newton. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Such a stereotype. I know. (laughs) Uh, And then he asks, like, what are you doing? And she's like, no, I'm not going to the dance. Like, I have chores to do. You know, I've got homework. 
is Cullen helping you study? Like, he's so, like, <sighs> back off, dude. You're with Jessica, I think. <laughs> Maybe, probably. Question mark, question mark. Yeah, and she says, no, like, Edward's not going to be anywhere near me. He's gone away for the weekend. Uh, yep. So, uh, she school ends, and she goes back to the car, and she finds her own truck there, which was a whole conversation of, like, how are they going to bring the <laughs> truck back when she doesn't have the keys? Her keys are definitely in a pocket in her pants in a pile of laundry somewhere right. in the house. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, good. wait, what the fuck? They found it? The, the truck's here. <laughs> <laughs> and he, lets, he leaves her a little note that says, be safe. And she's like, This is Damn. iconic. Also iconic is the be safe. That was all over merch. Was just like an elegant script of be safe. Uh, I'm just teenagers in 2005. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So then she tells her dad that she's not going to Seattle. So she's telling everybody she's canceled her plans. And she's like, no, like, you know, you don't need to stay home for me. Like, I've just got homework, laundry to do. I'm going to be in and out all day. Like, whatever. Don't worry about it. And so this is nuts because earlier in the chapter, like I think the page before, she says uh, she's concentrating on making things safer for Edward because he's worried about the time <sighs> they'd spent together publicly. So instead of telling people where she's going to be, she specifically tells everyone that her plans are canceled and that Edward is not going to be anywhere with her. Yes. Which is crazy. Because now it's like, uh, if something bad happens, yeah. no one suspects Edward, but it doesn't help herself. She's not helping herself in any way. Like, this is such stupid teenager logic of being like, well, nothing's going to happen to me. Like, I just want to be able to go hang out with, like, my boyfriend in secret, so that way, like, no one knows what I'm doing. Uh, um, which is like, oh, you're 17, like, so many bad things can happen, on top of the fact that he's literally a vampire and has admitted that he could snap at any moment and drink mm -hmm. your blood and murder you. <laughs> yep. And you'd straight up die. Yeah, and now no one will know where to find you if that happens because you've told everybody that you've canceled your plans and you're staying home. Yep. It's Ugh, crazy. It's so unsafe. It's so unsafe. Ugh. So... Okay, moving on. She does the most relatable thing that she's done in the entire novel so far, which is that she takes NyQuil to knock herself out. <laughs> uh, I totally, like, I uh, um, struggle to fall asleep sometimes. I would not say I'm necessarily an insomniac, but I do, like, struggle to fall asleep a lot. So <laughs> I totally get this. Like, whenever I, like, even start to have, like, somewhat of a cold, I'm just like, Yes, it's the perfect time because now I can take NyQuil and fall asleep instantly. <laughs> so I totally get this. I mean, it would not be good to do this regularly. And like, obviously, I don't. I only do it when I'm actually sick and I have a good excuse. But it's so it's it's very like, it's so funny to just be like, yes, I can do this and just sleep like I get that. <laughs> We also got another mention of classical music because, you know, she's not like other girls. She listens to classical music. She listens to Chopin. Yeah. Chopin's Nocturnes, which is just wonderful. So she wakes up the next day and uh, immediately, this is so cute, actually. Edward is at the door. She opens it um, and he looks at her outfit and laughs. And she goes, <laughs> what's wrong? Like, did I forget pants? Oh, my God. <laughs> they match. They picked out the same outfit. It's 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 really cute. It is cute. Uh, 
I love a tan it. sweater on with a white collar showing underneath and blue jeans. And yep. she gets mad because why does he have to look like a runway model when <laughs> she can't? It's so funny. Um, I totally, like, I think it's couples a- matching or, like, coordinating colors yeah. and stuff, I think that is the cutest. So I think this is adorable. <laughs> The number of times that my parents go on vacation and take pictures of the fact that they're color coordinated for the day, I I just die. It's oh, it's, it's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> yeah, like and like all those things on like the internet of like the old couples who like have matched their outfits for like twenty seven years or something like yeah. that, or like forty years. Like it's just like yes, this is everything. <laughs> uh, so they are driving. Uh, Bella is driving her truck this time because they made a deal and Eddie makes Eddie. fun of the fact that it's so slow and she goes this truck is old enough to be your car's grandfather have some respect <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was really really funny so because he's just shitting on how slow it is oh yeah absolutely so they're driving and he is giving direction he just says you know just keep driving this way then make a turn here and then drive until the pavement ends and then at the end there's a trail and bella immediately is like wait we're hiking and i'm like you didn't warn her ahead of time that you're planning to hike that is so inconsiderate and like my immediate thought when he said like it's a five mile hike i was like they're hiking five miles in jeans and tennis shoes and tennis shoes oh God, what if those are like some spanking new white Adidas and she right? gets them all messed up? What if she's back at it again with the white Vans? Yeah, <laughs> like, who knows? Oh, God. I'd be so mad because my like go-to day-to-day sneaker is literally a pair of white Vans. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if I had just worn that, like, I'd be so annoyed because I'm like, cool, like, thanks for telling me that we're going to ruin my pair of shoes today. <laughs> yep. God, that would and- also make me angry. And like... I, yeah, I would not want to wear, like, jeans either. Like, ugh, gross. (laughs) And then she confesses that literally nobody knows that she's with him, and he's pissed rightfully. Like, at this time, this is righteous anger. Like, this is so stupid of her. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I assume Alice knows. And it's like, Alice is one of the ones who's, like, (laughs) gonna have to leave if, like, shit goes down. She can't say, like, yeah, you're, you know, your daughter went missing because she's actually in this random forest and she's dead. Go look there. Bye. We have to leave the country. (laughs) Like, that doesn't help. Yeah. And so this, he voices what, you know, we've been saying throughout this whole, these whole couple chapters. Where he's like, so you're worried about the trouble it might cause me if you don't come home? Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, yes. This, you are right. She is being ridiculous. <laughs> and, and so she... she just nods and she's like, mm-hmm. And then he mutters something under his breath <laughs> and then they're just quiet for the rest of the ride. Like, I guess they're at an impasse because neither of them are going to agree on this. Yeah. Uh, they get to what the trail is and then he says... Um, like oh it's this way and she's like but the trail's right here and he's like I said there's a trail didn't say we were taking it so now they're (laughs) hiking five miles and they're not even taking the actual trail right and her shoes are going to be destroyed and like she's already bad at hiking so she's gonna like die and also if something does happen to her like she is off-roading like in the middle of yeah, the woods you if you go on the trail you wouldn't even find her because it's not gonna lead to them god yeah i have oh to take a brief pause here for my note of outfit porn hell yeah 
where he turns around and he's removed his sweater because it's warm out and she has to stop herself from gasping out loud because his white shirt was sleeveless. He wore it unbuttoned so the smooth white skin of his throat flowed uninterrupted over the marble contours of his chest. His perfect musculature no longer merely hinted at behind concealing clothes. I'm so he sorry. Too perfect. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Musculature is not an attractive it's word. It's not an attractive word. <laughs> It like, sounds uh, too, like, medical, like, I don't mm-hmm. know. It does. That's totally it. It's way too clinical. Just say muscles. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> or, like, abs. We can yeah. just say he has abs. We can say abs. <laughs> we can say pecs. We can say abs. Like, we get it. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's god levels of hot. But I just love this moment because, like, ugh, white shirt, such a mood. Unbuttoned. Ooh, yes. Love that. Yes, it also reminds me of, you know that meme, uh, or that video of that guy, and he's, like, cleaning the windows, and then he sees the person dancing outside wearing an unbuttoned white shirt or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that one? It really made me think of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Uh, And it's, like, it's, like, that really weird, like, it's kind of a surreal video. Absolutely. But it's, like, absolutely iconic. Oh, I love that. I know I was supposed to think, like, it's this gorgeous like perfect yeah man but i'm just thinking of him like also in the bucket hat that the guy's wearing (laughs) (laughs) no you're ruining it sorry i'm so sorry but it was it made me think of that (laughs) so also because like that guy is like lusting in that video and i'm just like this is this this." (laughs) exactly so back to the hiking issue uh so he stares at her and then just asks do you want to go home because he clearly this is so cute because she is like taken aback by how attractive he is and that is why she's like tortured and she's like i am not i am not worthy of this like gorgeous person (laughs) and he is so oblivious he's just like he thinks she's scared of him. Yeah. Which, and I'm just like, no, she's just checking you out. <laughs> like, yeah. You poor thing. She's like thirsting. I, I felt so bad for him right now. I was like, oh, this poor, this poor guy is yeah. just like, he thinks that everyone's going to be afraid of him when they find yeah. out who he really is. So he's clearly like pained. Um, well, everything where, you know, she asks a question and he answers or he says something, he's always very much like on the edge of his seat, kind of like waiting for her reaction. And I think mm-hmm. with everything that happens, he's waiting for the moment where she finally goes, that's it. This is too much for me. Yep. Like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. And yeah. every single time, like, she surprises him and she's like, oh, no, this is okay. Like, no, I understand. Like, you know, tell me more. And he's just like, okay, you're you're not afraid of me yet? Okay, cool, I guess. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Cause... he does actually desperately want that, like, validation and affirmation of her liking her, like him, liking him back. Even if he is trying to say, like, this is a really bad idea, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I just, I want to feel close to someone. I know. Because think about it's... this. We haven't talked about this. All of his siblings are, like, coupled up. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> He's single. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, and, I mean, I don't, uh, uh, to be fair, I don't know how long he's been alive yet. We'll figure that out eventually. But I'm just like, damn, you have, you've been a long, you've been alive a long time. Have you not found a lady vampire yet? This sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, the idea that, like, he's just waiting for this human to, like, you know, once again, give in, you know, give in to that fear and be like, never mind, like, I don't want this. I don't want you. You're a monster. Horrible. Yes. Like, he has self-esteem issues, too. Like, he definitely 
hates the fact that he is monstrous in his own eyes. So he's like waiting for her to like confirm that, you know, um, insecurity for him. But she doesn't. He asks what's wrong. He's just she just goes, I'm I'm not a good hiker. Be <laughs> patient with me. So cute. Um Which, before So before... I have a problem with this though. Oh wait, before we move on, can I just yeah. back to the thing? I'm just wondering if like like he's clearly afraid of what her opinions on that will be. So I mean, maybe he's been alive so long to like remember when like people were like trying to like kill vampires. And also I'm wondering, has he had something similar happen? where he's been interested in a human and they uh, rejected him and mm-hmm. he's, like, scarred from that. So that's yeah. just some fun little, like, intrigue to slide in there that I'm curious about and I would like to see it because yeah. I think that would make it a lot more interesting to have him be, like, scarred from a past, like, spurned love or, like, them turning on him and calling him a monster. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, we haven't obviously gotten into any vampire history in this book but like (laughs) in stories it's always been like oh you know back when you know people burned people and accused people of vampires and there were hunts for vampires like right you know maybe that's a thing that he's experienced Mm -hmm. um so he's definitely like afraid that at any moment she's just gonna turn on him yeah which is maybe also part of the why the reason why he's so insistent on her just like staying away because like if you push people away you can't get hurt yep so it's like good for both of them but you know we're uh, way past that point so <laughs> yeah definitely but i have to i have one problem so we've been saying how it's so cute that he's like you know nervous about her just like rejecting him right now but he's so oblivious not just about her thinking he's hot but about the fact that bella clumsy swan would not want to go hiking <laughs> I don't understand why he's so, like, surprised that she's reluctant about this. Because, A, he knows she's clumsy. B, he's listening on gym class and heard the whole thing of how terrible she is at anything involving physical activity. Mm-hmm. C, he's pointed out numerous times how hard it is to keep her alive because she just seems to walk into trouble. <laughs> and it's just, like, you never thought for one second that maybe she wouldn't want to hike five miles and also with no warning... <laughs> And probably not a water bottle. Edward, I thought you were smart. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is a definitely a, a fluke. <laughs> like, he definitely did not think about this one. Yeah. I think, I suppose maybe he was just so excited about showing her, like, that clearing and yeah, everything that, he, that... Which is kind he, of cute. He's just like, I just really want to show her this. But then, like, you know, he's a vampire, so he's not necessarily thinking about the physical exertion of getting yes. there. So he forgets, like, oh shit, right? She's a human and a clumsy human. Ah, oh, I'm an idiot. Like, Fool. I hope he, I hope he feels a little bit dumb. Yeah, me <laughs> for too. making this this mistake. Yes, but it's nice. So like, they go hiking. She just warns him, like, you know, just be patient. Like, um, we better get started. She's pissed still, but the whole time, like. He helps over logs, like, he holds on to her, like, to make sure she doesn't trip. Uh, they, like, you know, it's mostly silent. He continues his uh, questions. And I, it's I just love kind the of line nice. about the, his laughter. Yeah, he's able to, like, let loose. And it says that, uh, where is it? Oh, he laughed louder than I was used to. Bell-like echoes bouncing back to us from the empty woods. Like, he's, like, freer now that they aren't, mm-hmm. like, being seen by other people and constantly being observed. Like, he can kind of let himself relax a little bit more. Because, obviously, they have to keep up some sort of, like, strict facade while at school. Because, you know, if they accidentally do anything too out of the ordinary, ordinary 
you know, immediately it's like they're drawing attention to themselves. So they try not to draw attention to themselves, except for Rosalie with her red car. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I really like that, that he's able to, like, feel like he can be himself here in the woods with Bella. Yeah, it's it's definitely cute. And so they finally get to this clearing that's like this meadow that's just gorgeous and filled with wild flowers and you can hear a stream bubbling somewhere and the sun is directly overhead and it's shining down and it describes this buttery sunshine um and this is like totally paradise (laughs) like it's just this gorgeous moment of just being in this finally i think like bella finally gets the sun over her head and gets this beautiful nature that's not, like, uh, worn or, like, taken away by, like, it being mucky in any way. So that's, it's really, really pretty. Yeah, and so this is um, another iconic uh, scene um, is the meadow. It's it's just infamous. It's uh, appear, it's going to appear in every fan fiction ever. <laughs> um, it's, like... I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna keep popping back up. This is not a mm-hmm. one time thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cause I I think it's really pretty. <laughs> so then yeah, there's a reason it's iconic. I mean, it is described as something really beautiful and mm-hmm. like the sec- secluded area where it can be like just them two, and it's I don't know. It's very sweet. It is nice. Um, and this is where I was putting in my notes. I'm so excited to see some sparkly boys. And then the chapter ends right as he steps out. So I didn't get to see the sparkly boy. <laughs> I'm mad. I, know. I, re- I wrote, I wrote, let's get some sparkly boys, smiley face. And then my next two notes were, damn, really? Wow. Okay. Chapter ended. <laughs> the last line of the chapter is literally... Edward seemed to take a deep breath, and then he stepped out into the bright glow of the midday sun. End chapter. End of chapter. I'm so mad. I scrolled ahead because I knew that um, we were coming up to this meadow scene, and I was like, is it in, like, one of the next two chapters? Because they're definitely going soon. And then I reached the end, and I was like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) Kim's not going to like this. I did not like this. I was annoyed. (laughs) Um, oh my goodness. But I am, like, I'm just like, I want to see what happens next. So, uh, and and that's also why these chapters were totally just filler to me, because, like... We don't even get the tease that we've been waiting for in seeing him in the sunlight. We get all the lead up to it, and we don't even get that. So, whatever. I was kind of annoyed that it ended there, but it was, it was, it's a fine cliffhanger, I suppose. Like, why Why does she have to keep ending things on cliffhangers like this? Because she like... knew that in 15 years, some random people would make a podcast about reading it for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really hoping that it picks up and gets more intense um, pretty mm. soon. Like, I'm hoping that happens almost immediately because I'm, <laughs> like, I have been, you know, enjoying it enough. Like, it's fine. It's a, it's not a good book. It's a fine book. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> but, like, I'm getting kind I'm getting quite bored of the... And then she goes to school, and something slightly different happens. Oh, and also yeah. vampires are here. Like, I yeah. would like to see, and now what? Like, what's happening now? Um, yeah, like, we want to see their, like, relationship get established. Or maybe there's a twist, and, like, something bad happens. Like, because there's always been this, you know, lurking fear of what if he loses control. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's more questions to be answered. 
Yes, and also, like, the, the thing with the blacks as yeah. well. Like, that is clearly a tension that is being built. Yeah. Regardless of how poorly, like, it is being <laughs> built. So I want that to come to fruition as well. So there's definitely some stuff that, like, is building up, but I just feel like I would like to see some of it actually start playing out soon. Yeah, it's just been a lot of, like, teasing of, like, will they, won't they? Um, this might be a problem, but it's not actually a problem yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might be a problem, but nothing's happened yet. So yeah. it's very, like, it's just, like, teasing you the whole way along. Like, can something happen? I don't Please. care if it's good or bad at this point. Can we get something? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I, I I do hope that that comes soon. Well, cool. I guess that's it for this episode. Um, yeah. I mean, the next chapter title is Confessions, which I'm curious about. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> Who knows indeed. I guess we'll um, have to find out. <laughs> on the next one. Wow. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Unbitten. If you want to get in contact with us, follow us on our new Twitter at UnbittenPod. And the rest is still unbitten.